this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up, guys? It's Cooper Webb, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Another episode of the Moto X Pod Show this week, episode 159, brought to you by everybody knows our title sponsor, Torque One Racing. Check them out for handlebars, uh, shifters, brake pedals, grips, and more. I love their lock on grips. TJ's not a fan of the lock on grips in general, but I love them. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. A Cherby's X-Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works. Say it, TJ. Williams Moto Works. That, oh, was, that wasn't quite. I wasn't ready. I wasn't yeah, ready. Yeah. Works, wheels, and mods. And if you want a custom painted helmet, dude, Kirk Hunter, Extreme Colors. He's got these killer deals. First of all, you get a custom painted helmet for two ninety five, Or he's got a deal going where he's he's got helmets. I think they're Bells, but I could be wrong. It's a good helmet. I don't remember which brand, but I remember seeing it and thinking it was a good brand. Uh, and you'd have to check out his Instagram at Extreme Colors. It's X T R E M E K O L O R S. But he's got a deal for something like five hundred bucks. You get a helmet and a custom paint job. Uh, that that's maybe a little bit off, but it's something like this killer, dude. I mean, I don't know. You gotta you gotta get in on that because everybody wants a custom painted helmet. Um, TJ, what's up, dude? In studio. What's up, man? How Live are you on today? YouTube? Live on YouTube. Live. So uh, not a ton going on in the industry right now. A few things that we're gonna talk about. Um, that's wanna, an understatement. Yeah, I want everybody to support our sponsors. We that's I know you guys don't like the commercials, but please go support our sponsors. Patreon.com, uh, search out Moto X Pod Show, help us out. Gets a lot of things done. Once we get back to racing, we're going to be hitting some of these races. Um, I want to remind you guys again about my buddy Aaron Smith. Uh, runs BSM Paintworks. Uh, he's still dealing with his, obviously the kidney issue. He can't have surgery right now because of all the stuff going on. His immune system is too weak. They don't even want him coming to the hospital. He actually had an opportunity where there was a donor, um, for a cadaver donor, but he couldn't oh, wow. go get the surgery because of his immune system. Still struggling, not getting a lot of, not making a ton of money right now. Cause he just can't work as much as he'd like to. If you guys want to help out, um, it's Aaron two, five, three Smith at Gmail on PayPal. So that's A-A-R-O-N-253 Smith at Gmail. Dude, anything that you can do helps out. Uh, my buddy Peter Coward from Australia, who I got to meet this last year at Nationals, he he just he sent me 200 bucks, and all he asked for in return was a John Short number 43 jersey, which I've got, I'm working on. So uh, I want to thank uh, Moose for that. And you guys, give, give Peter Coward a follow, by the way, at Moose43. Dude, he has... He is in with the guys in Australia. He's got tons of pictures. This guy goes to races and takes tons of amazing pictures, has all these old pictures 
got like Hunter Hunter Lawrence and his, and Jet Lawrence when they were younger, and just and, and tons of other guys. I mean, it's just unreal how many pictures he's got. He's a really cool dude. Give him a follow. But support Aaron Smith, man. He he needs it right now. Um, last show two weeks ago, we said we were doing another set of youth fly racing kinetic mesh gear. We got a bunch more entries. Uh, I did a just pulled one out of the hat, and it was Preston Rose, our buddy Preston, who's been on board with the show. Pretty much from the beginning. So, Preston, you are the winner. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, I'll get your address again. We'll get everything set up and get you some gear. TJ, man, what's been going on, dude? Other than <laughs> you know, you're you're the one of the casualties of the oil field taking a bit of a dive right now. Yeah, I'm, I've been out of work now. I guess about a month. Probably got another month to go. So, I went out today and talked to a guy I know that runs some FedEx routes. I'm going to do that for a minute. I bought a truck so I can do some over the road. Just whatever. I just like making money, so we're going to keep going. Yeah, and you don't like spending it. Well, sometimes I do, but yeah. On food anyway, which we've been through that enough times. But um, <laughs> all right, so a couple things to talk about. before. First of all, the show tonight, we've got Grant Langston, Michael Moseman, and Van Martin. So yep. that's going to be fun. Um, but a couple things that have happened. Nothing super major, but possibility they're saying of seven races in glendale in may for supercross to finish the season out run a ball in glendale i i guess why do they pick glendale probably stadium availability i know what i'm saying but i mean during that time i would think that all of them are going to be somewhat available i just wonder why glendale it's not a bad place to be it's a great place it's a great stadium yeah but maybe i don't know i just thought that was weird that they would just pick that why wouldn't they pick vegas why wouldn't they pick you know yeah vegas sucks maybe but I don't know exactly, obviously. I, I don't have enough inside information to know why that stadium, but that's a good stadium. That's a good place. I like that. I wonder if they're going to have like a whole bunch of monster truck jams too there. <laughs> I don't think so because they're going to be racing like twice a week. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. True. That's, that's, I think, you know, that's what they're talking about last night on Pulp, obviously. Uh, like maybe uh, Cade Clayson said something like maybe f- like Monday and Friday. I can't remember what days he said. It's, it's going to be odd. And there's not expected to, obviously, no crowd, probably, no right. fans, and probably no media, just the essentials, which sucks. Because I was in my mind thinking, hey, man, I got no heart. media. Yeah, no, no, not, we're not essential. So just the team, the guys, the mechanics, the riders, uh, yeah, whatever, whoever else, they can, the track workers. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> okay. You don't go to any supercrosses anyway. What well, does it matter whether I go or even enjoy going? But how do you have a sport? That had without that is the there's no way that being the rebel me. that I am, I may just show up. I got a card card, fool. I'm here. Yeah, and I mean maybe you could find somebody to say you're part of their team. Right. Fine. Yeah, we'll I'm get essential. Van Martin to have I'm you as his mechanic. Part of the team. Well, that's the other thing. Well, privateers. Okay, so if they decide, I think the number was something like 200 people. Okay. This is a terrible idea. Every bit of this well, so far. It's. This would be state mandated or whatever. Yeah. The most people you could have is something like 200 people. So they may not even have like qualifiers. They may say, all right, you know, this, these 20 guys are our guys, and that's it. Or 22, whatever it is. Yeah, 22. Why is my mind blinking? Yeah. But anyway, so there, there might not be a, a Van Martin and a whoever, yeah, a Cade Clayson that doesn't make it regularly it's going to be like these guys the top guys and a few more night show guys that they know are pretty consistent this is all theory obviously and i'm stealing this from steve mm-hmm. but that's a possibility like it's a real pot because you can't have if you had a, let's say 100 riders there 
well, that's half your people. And then you got all the employees of the stadium, the track workers, security, riders, or the way I said riders, but team members. That's It's not going to work like that. I don't understand what the problem is with having it at the end of outdoors. This just None of the OEMs seem- want to do it that way, and they control everything. It's, well, that's the problem. Say, well, we're not going to do it. Then there's no series. That's the problem. The problem is, is that the OEMs are in control or whatever. You just say, "Here's our race. If you're, if you want the championship, here it is." Because, yeah, I don't know. I, this whole idea makes me sick. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it's gonna. Like, I, I just don't think they're gonna be able to do it after the nationals. No, nobody wants that. I mean, none of the riders, none of the teams, nobody wants that. Except for Eli, I would probably love to want that right now because he's. I don't think you so. Get, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's. It doesn't matter what you want. This. I'm just going to get upset. We should. Yeah. yeah. Have a rant. Let's have a rant. Have a I rant. mean, this is just I mean, we ridiculous. Have, we have like 15 minutes, so have a rant. All right, this is absolutely ridiculous. If you're thinking right now that it's a great idea to have all these races back to back to back like this and do it during a time, I mean, if you're not going to let straight up if you're not going to let the if there's only 200 people allowed there your privateers are going to be set out i mean and yes that's going to suck for them but just this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard from supposedly a a real true sport deal do you think they're going to go out to the football players and be like well you only get to have 10 of your players out there and you can't have your coaches two series they don't play indoor football and outdoor football and it's two different series and two different organizations and they have to say oh we're going to stop doing one thing and do something else and then we're going to come back to this and if you get hurt in this other thing well then that screws up the first thing you started well all i'm trying to say is i'm sorry but if you got hurt these guys can get hurt riding every day riding practice these guys could get hurt sit you know they could trip down a set of stairs i mean that's what happens with life that's just unfortunate if they do and it would really suck if somebody that I was rooting for got hurt. But unfortunately, that's that's just sometimes how the cookie crumbles. I mean, I guess I I, I see your – I think you have a valid point, but I don't know that it's – like, I don't feel like either one's concrete. You know, like, or I'm like, oh, it's – this is the only way is okay with me. Either way, I don't – like, I don't personally care if they do Supercross before Nationals or after Nationals. I just want them to do it. But it, it doesn't matter what we – what you and I think anyway, whatever they do is what they're going to do. And if that's what they decide to do is have them in May and they only allow 200 people, it is what it is. Um, that's what they're going to do. And the teams will show up and they'll race and at least we'll get to see it on TV probably. And then I also thought about something that nobody's talked about, but what happens to these guys who are working on getting their Supercross license for next year? Are we just going to be like, oh, well, you were going to try, so we're going to give you a pass now? Right. Or is it like... Next year, the pool is going to be depleted because there's, uh, you know, five or six top level amateur guy, or, you know, amateur A guys that were looking for their points as the season goes on. Do you just say, "Yep, you got your license. Here you go," or you, what do you? I mean, you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. There's a lot of these I don't weird know. The whole things. situation makes there's me a sick. lot of weird. Like, there's going to be a lot of adjustments in life in general right now because of what's going on. So. It, it'll get figured out. I mean, right? I mean, at some point, we'll just see what mm-hmm. happens. All I know is this is the rumors that it may is going to happen. And the fact is that I probably won't get to go. So that sucks. But I would sure be glad to get back to some fantasy and watching it on TV. Well, just the idea, like I said, of doing that is ridiculous. Because, like I said, there are a bunch of kids that need to get their license. There are a bunch of... 
I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that works out, but whatever. I don't either. I mean, but think everything. I mean, you're talking about Loretta's. Like, they're talking about trying to do some qualifiers at some point. How are they going to get all the... So, I found out about that from... I don't know if you call it inside. Well, anyways, so there's three possibilities for Loretta's. Okay. They're either going to, like, start up. As of right now, after May the second, third weekend, everything okay. after that is supposedly still a go at the moment. Last time I looked. And I'm going to have to look again to see if they bumped it back. They're going to do that, run them as much as they can. It is what it is. If you get in, you get in kind of thing. Or they're going to run a two-week Loretta's where they do all mini bikes the first week and all big bikes the second the, the second week and you show up you qualify for the mains there and then you race which is not a terrible yeah, idea yeah, except well i guess i'm sitting there trying to figure out how you who can afford to be at Loretta's for two weeks but you won't be but everybody's there for one week oh yeah okay cuz it's separate little and, bikes unless unless you're going to race, and your, and your son's son, going to race. I mean, but yeah. again, it is what it is. You either go or you don't. I yeah. mean, it's just it, things. Or are, the third option is no Loretta's issue. Right. So. Things are things are just messed up. It, it is what it is. I, I keep saying that, but I mean, there's a lot worse things going on in life right now. With yeah. Without jobs and whatnot, we'll figure it out. I will be excited if they race somewhere, outdoors, indoors, whatever. Let's just get some racing going. I'll be excited that life's starting to get back to normal a little bit. Something I've seen that I thought was a, is a funny deal. This last weekend, we went to a friend of a friend's private track, mm-hmm. and there was like 15 vehicles there, and some of them had multiple riders. Do you know what I mean? And you never see that. To me, it looks like the fact that people can't ride is making them want to ride. <laughs> right. So that's actually really good for our sport. We'll see. Um, I, I do, yeah, I've heard some crazy things in some other places and states where people are, you know, getting in trouble. Like they're actually, pol- they're policing the, what's the term? The, uh, pe- distancing, social yeah. distancing almost. It's not that bad here in Texas. It, you know, I mean, we go to our track and the, the track has yeah. rules and regulations, but you have to park the, within 10 feet. Yeah. The fact is from- I did walk over to sean hackley's truck a few weeks ago and talked yeah. to him you know i was like and it's just i i don't know you do you do what you gotta do well, you are a dick so <laughs> okay all right so i just told you this piece of news you hadn't heard about it um just your thoughts on jason anderson leaving alden baker baker's factory i i, I thought it was like a you had to train there to be one of the factory riders it kind of seemed that way when it first started that that was where you have to train i mean they kind of forced in a way jason tried to force jason to do it the first time whenever he was out in california and they kind of made a big deal of it it seemed like to me so i thought that was weird but i mean obviously what he's doing is working the only bad thing is yeah he's been he's been been with alden pretty much well that's what i'm saying but he that's what i'm going to say is if he leaves there and doesn't do that, yeah. That then, could... So actually, he's increased the amount of stress on his <laughs> on himself. You know, what I'm talking about to try to prove that I don't need that. But yeah. there's been other guys leave there and do just fine. So yeah, I think he said that. Basically, you know, he the structure of it, the way it's set up, is it takes all the fun out of it for him. And the type of personality that we kind of see from him is he he can't have it. Like it's. He's not enjoying it. He doesn't want to do it, and he's probably – the facts are – well, I say the facts. The, 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 it's probably – the he probably has not been following everything he's supposed to be doing right? anyway because he's not in Florida, and he doesn't really want to do that stuff. 
and he probably hasn't enjoyed it. So maybe we'll see maybe we'll see a new life out of Jason, you know? I mean, who knows? Well, I'm interested to hear what Moe's has to say. Yeah. Because he's kind of the he at least he acts like and puts out his his free spirit kind of attitude. I'm sure he's a hard worker. All these guys are. I, I don't take it as that. But I'm curious how he feels about the amount of structure and stuff that they have there. Moseman? Yeah. Yeah, I think Moseman is probably the type of guy that likes it. Yeah. Just guessing, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to definitely ask him about it. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to Grant to see what his thoughts are on nationals and like if he knows anything about, okay, when once they do set a race date, because I yeah. mean, there's some dates that have been set, they changed. Like, are you, are you in, Grant? Are you in for 2020? Do we know? Uh, we have some issues with cameras. No, go ahead. Okay, but I'm I'm interested to talk to Grant to Grant see what he's going to talk. You know his thoughts. Uh, I doubt we'll get drunk GL, and and you know anything like that. But Grant's pretty open about stuff, so I think it'll be interesting to see what his thoughts are on Corona and, <laughs> and the changes of uh, you know Supercross being bounced around and outdoors being pushed. I think that's gonna be cool. And of course. Van, man, Van just wants to get back to racing. Unfortunately, with his injury at St. Louis, I don't think he cares where or what. Just yeah. let's race. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we've got about 10 minutes or so until uh, Grant. So, what you got, man? You want to talk about anything? You got anything on your mind? No. we. i tell you what I got going okay. on here. Yeah, so, I am working on a bike build that you and I just talked about. The Suzuki. The Suzuki. Uh-huh. And I need to pull up. I hadn't even pulled it up. I didn't think about it. But I need to pull up my um, emails. But on a bike build, and I'm asking the people that are watching, the eight people that are watching, when you're doing like a replica, kind of, it's not really a replica, but my graphics are going to look like the style of the old Makita Suzuki because mm-hmm. everybody who knows me knows I'm a bit of a Suzuki fanboy. Um, but it's going to say Moto X Pod Show. Instead on, of Makita? On, instead of Makita, but it's going to be in, it's in the Makita font. Trying to get this thing to open up. I just hit yes. Right, who's doing those graphics for you? Uh, Berm Lords, of course. Oh yeah, Berm Lords. That's uh, owned by Shan Garcia from Shock Socks. Yep, a yep. longtime sponsor and friend of the show. Yep, Shock Socks is. Uh, yes, they are, and he is. I don't know if he's owner or part owner. I don't know how any of that works. Uh, but, Berm Lords. Yeah, Berm Lords. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's owner, okay. and then Adam works for him, I believe. All right. Well, Adam may be a partner. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Open image and new tab. Okay, let me pull this up. Sorry, everybody. But, all right, I'm going to throw this up here, guys. So, in these graphics. This is going on YouTube. For, this is going on YouTube for the people. Oh, yeah. We want to pause this nope. and come back to the end. Okay. Nope. If they're so, not watching, they're, they're not, they, watching, they they're not watching. And, they can go back and watch if they want. It'd be in on the, our YouTube page. So, I've got these up here pulled up right now. And as you can see, it has that old Makita Suzuki look to it, but it says Moto X Pod there. Should and I will be putting my number in there instead of just the number four, and it I believe may do the number four just to have it look like that. But anyways, a lot of the sponsors that are on the if nobody can see me pointing, I'm sitting here pointing at the screen. <laughs> a lot of the sponsors that are there on the, I guess what do you what would you call the original that? graphics? The original the, graphics. Yeah, the Makita team. Yep. If I say that, like, give I, us an example of one one of the sponsors that's on there. Uh, like Bridgestone okay. is the tire sponsor. I don't use Bridgestone tires. Um, what else? is So, what's that? your question? Should you leave it that way? Should I leave it that way because it was the style? Uh, I'm sorry, I got like five things going on and I can't talk at all. Well, you're time. already changing the Makita logo to a Moto X Pod logo, so you're already changing it. Yes. 
so i mean i i don't know i mean if you don't care about a tire sponsor leave it but if there's something that like williams moto works if you could change that and make it fit in the same style yeah that might be cool well my thought was i would like to like on some of these deals where there's like tag and different companies that that i don't even like i don't know if tag metal still around anymore yeah i don't think so um, it's already got a chair, a cherubis on there. So <laughs> so hard for you to say that, right? I know, I'm such an idiot. Anyways, um, but my question was, it's, it's kind of grainy there. The picture didn't show up as good. The question is, you say change what you into what you run is what Ron Dog said. Yeah, like so, if it was me, I'd obviously I'd probably put the Michelin logo on there and yeah, instead of Bridgestone. I, obviously, I wouldn't run Bridgestone. Um, yeah. I don't know what other logos are on there, but... But, yeah, so, I mean, there's, like, just, like, Pro Taper. Yeah. I don't run Pro Taper bars. I don't really have a bar affiliation anyways. I, I run Renthal or Torque, or Torque One. Yeah. Our title sponsor. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, I would run... Well, we have Renthals that come factory on the bike. Right. And then replace them if they bend or whatever with the Torque Ones. And so, yeah, so I would probably swap that out to Torque One. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going, like, you're not doing a replica bike. You're already changing the logos, so do what you want. Yeah, Garrett says to make it look similar, but change what you want. He's going to do the same thing. He's doing a 98 RM. Okay. He's going to do it like MC's 97. That's a big deal going on right now. There's a lot of people building these, like, replica bikes. Must be nice. I'm just trying to rebuild my, my bikes. I mean, my 06... You say what you want. Be a fan of whatever bikes you want. How? Oh five, Ron Dog. But my '06 Honda, fourteen years old now. Bought it brand new. Putting the very first top end in it ever. And like two years ago, I put the first clutch in it ever. Yeah. The bike made it like twelve years with the with the top end and a clutch. That's pretty. I mean, either I didn't ride it anywhere near. I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to leave that alone. Which is partly true, but I mean that's pretty impressive. But I'm putting a new top end, and I've never done a top end on a four stroke, so I'm learning. You're going to help me a little bit. Um, Throw it together and like Derek Derek Dwyer from Geico Honda reached out and told me like gave me some advice and helped me out. Uh, but yeah, you're going to help me and like, hell, there were some parts in the box. I was like, uh, what is, what are these parts? I don't know. What my they favorite, are. my favorite thing was the fact that there was an exhaust gasket and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, you got, this is exhaust gasket. Hey, this is the exhaust gasket. And he's like, Oh no, well, it doesn't have one. I'm like, yeah, it does. I pulled the cylinder up it's and it had been in there so long that people can't see. It had been paper smashed thin, this little deal. And oh my God, uh, I about died. Yeah. Like I, I had to literally chisel it so out stupid. of there with a pick. Uh, uh, so yeah, but at least he, I mean, takes care of his bikes by just riding them and never doing maintenance. I baby them. Yeah, because you don't that's ride why, hard. That's why I don't go fast, is I want to take care of my bikes. I want them to last longer. Yeah. I could easily ride a lot faster, but I don't want to wear my bikes out. Yeah, yeah. sure. Word. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Grant Langston. All right. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. 
My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then f*** you. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Our first guest of the night is brought to you by Acherby's USA. Acherby's has the best plastic on the market, been a leader in the industry for many years. Check out AcherbysUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440. And ask for Brian Fullerton. Let him know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Acherby's brings us Mr. Grant Langston. What's up, dude? Hey, guess what? I messed up again. When we started this interview with Grant Langston, I did not have his mic or his line, basically, the line in for the phone on record. So I missed the very beginning of the interview. Didn't miss much, pretty much just the introduction. Um, but if you want to hear it, go check it out on YouTube, on the Moto X Pod Show YouTube channel. It's there. Uh, as always, I apologize, man. This technical stuff just bites me every once in a while. But here we go with what I did record. Yeah, yeah, well, hopefully, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to say because I think this is something that's been around for a while anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's hard to know how to handle it to a degree because y- y- you see some people saying, oh, it's super, super serious, and there's lots of people dying, and it is serious. But then you have this other side that's like, oh, it's, they're blown out of proportion, and you just really never know what to believe. So for myself for personally, sure. I'm trying to just – you know, trying to do live life as normal as I can without yep. without uh, being too crazy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've I, I, I've tried to. I mean, we, you know, I I own a couple businesses and or a partner at least in a couple businesses. And, you know, so you have employees, you have people you deal with, and everyone handles things differently. I mean, I noticed, you know, at at you know, like at the dealership, there were people that just didn't want to come in. There were some people that maybe had a newborn that just felt like they couldn't take that risk of, you know, coming to work and then going back. So we try to, you know, respect everyone's feelings and beliefs. And, but we've been able to stay open, you know, uh, power sport dealerships are deemed essential businesses. And, and we do uh, service like we do service for our local uh, police department or their motorcycles. Oh, we cool. do, and we have doctors and nurses that use, you know, uh, their motorcycles to commute. So, um, you know, it was kind of cool to see that. And then, but it has. It's been interesting. It's been different. Everyone's got a different opinion. Um, I've tried to not be reckless, but I've also just <laughs> not. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to take precautions and and do the right thing. And then, but at the same time, I I'm just not someone. I'll go I'll go insane if I had to be on you know a complete like military lockdown. I would 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I do. I hear you, man. It's. I mean, I, I see people going, oh, it's like being in prison, which I don't think it's anywhere near that bad. I wouldn't know that for sure, but it still does. We're so used to just having our freedoms and being able to do what we want. It, it definitely feels like, yeah, being just being at home more than normal feels like like we're something's wrong with society almost. <laughs> I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. We, we, we work our ass off to have a nice house, and then we're never in it. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I mean, that's, that's actually been the silver lining, at least I think, through this is, man, I tell you what, I've spent more time in the kitchen and cooking than oh, I nice. have probably my entire life. And, you know, just hanging out with the family, playing board games, pulling out old stuff that's been stuffed in the back of the closet, cleaning up. So it was just a lot of, you know, at least family time. So at least the one good thing is I realized that we do actually like each other. Each other <laughs> awesome. So cool. Awesome. I love it. TJ, TJ, do you have something? Yeah, I did. So talking about the power sport end of the stuff where you owning a dealership and stuff like that, I know that a lot of the, and I've, I've grown up working at shops a big majority of my life as a parts guy, as even starting out back in the day, putting units together. But my question is yep. how, how, how do you see the changes? Is this, you're already fighting the online stores, people ordering it directly to the house. What do you do now that people are almost forced to do that at some places, a certain stuff to continue to get people to come in your doors? Well, I, I mean, the first and foremost is obviously you can't go and buy a, uh, you know, a real dirt bike off the internet. I mean, you, right. you kind of can, but you still have to go to the dealership. Um, I know some places and some people, they can, somehow snaggle around that and i'm sure some people are crossing some uh, some gray areas but uh <laughs> you know but uh, i think what we've also shown people too is um you know i think for a while there was a perception that everything's cheaper online and then people would come in and you know we'd have it it would be frustrating they'd come in try on all the gear you know make sure everything's set and then leave, and it's like, well, you, you're not interested in the gear? <laughs> well, no, we're going to buy it online. It's cheaper. Oh, my gosh. And we're like, well, how do you know that? <laughs> you know. So we became just, just a fitting room for people. And then it was like, well, well, what is that internet price? And we would say, bring your internet price. And, um, you know, and a lot of times we're like, you can take that right now. There's no shipping, and we'll match that price. And we're like, oh, really? Oh, okay, cool. And then you know, sort of word of mouth and they keep coming back, they tell their friends. So people start realizing, hey, when I walk in, maybe I can negotiate a better deal. Online, the price is set and there's map policy in that. So, you know, I think um, a lot of people still like to come in, touch, feel things. So whether they're looking at a, a motorcycle, uh, uh, maybe Polaris Razor, that's a big thing in our area because it's a desert. Um, you know, the gear, because, you know, you don't know what something actually looks like, feels like, and fits like when it's on the internet. No, you're so, you're right. We we saw a pendulum swing. We saw a lot of gear sales going to the internet, and now we feel like we we're selling accessories that we ever had. So there's definitely a certain percentage of people that still come through the the the, the doors and want to leave with it in their hands and know that it it, it fits, it looks good, and and it's what they wanted. Yeah, you, and they get it the price they wanted. That's awesome that you guys are matching the prices. That's good. Um, and yeah, you're right because I, you know, our show is sponsored by Fly Racing. Uh, Jason Thomas takes care of us. You know, but like the new Formula Helmet. We came... sell a lot of we sell a lot of fly gear. We sell a lot of uh, stuff from Western Power Sports. Yeah, they're, they're a great company to work work with, and they're like having a partner. 
Absolutely. You know, with that new formula helmet came out and it fits a little bit different than the F2 did in the past. So, you know, I, I always wore a medium, but then I got the formula and it fit a little different. So going into having a place to go to and buy it at a local store and try it on, you know, for most people, I think is a, a good benefit, you know, cause yeah, you, you don't know how a, a helmet usually like a shirt's a shirt. Most of the time, you know, a, a large, extra large, pretty similar. But when you go to into helmets and boots, man, they're all made so different. Um, I think having sure. a, a store like Langston Motorsports, uh, that's, you know, that's gotta be a, uh, a positive for sure. You get somebody in the door and, and be able to see all the different brands. And, you know, if you're not sponsored by fly and you want to try another brand, you have a lot of opportunities to check it all out out there at your place. Well, the other thing that um, I think people overlook sometimes is, and I know like our uh, retail manager and some of the, their team between them going to launches and events or, you know, whether it's fly or other brands coming into the store and educating that education to them helps educate the customer. So when someone comes in, I'm looking for a helmet. What do you do? What are your preferences? Uh, let's try this on. No, you want it to fit like this. This is what they recommend. So you can also help someone because the people typically buying this stuff, they're not sponsored, like you said, and they may not really know. I mean, I've seen people put on a helmet. They go, yeah, it fits great. And I'm like, nope, that's <laughs> going to be too loose. You yep. should, yeah. sweat once and the cheek. I'm like telling you. They're like, this is too tight. I'm like, trust me. <laughs> Just trust me on this one. You know, so a lot of times people think they know what they want, but that little bit of education can help them actually make the right decision. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really yeah, – I wish – where the town I live in does not have any good motorcycle shops. Um, TJ here, he's from a town about 30 minutes away, and there's a, a good one over there. But where I live, it's, it's mostly – you know, we're in East Texas, so we got a lot of guys that are into mud bogging on their four-wheelers. And that's, yep. you know, they're, they're not really selling a lot of motocross stuff. So we don't really have that here. Um, I think, you know, California, yeah. West Coast probably has a lot of that. Um, hey, let's let's change gears here a little bit. So, sure. um, you know, obviously you've been an announcer for the Outdoor Nationals for a long time with uh, Weege. And yeah. things are a mess right now. We, we keep hearing all these different, you know, different stories of when – Nationals are, nationals are going to start, and then they just announced that now they want to do the seven Supercross races in May, hopefully. Um, how how do you feel about all this as an employee, you know, as a, an announcer, you know, just not knowing what's going on? Or do you know what's going on? Do you have any inside stuff? I feel like I'm the person that's probably one of the least affected, <laughs> okay. if it makes any sense. Okay. Because – you know, I'm not a racer. I'm not a mechanic who's maybe doesn't know if he's got a job next week or, um, you know, I, I do think that there's other people that are definitely in a more precarious position. Um, but no, I mean, from, from my side is, um, I'm not going to lie. This being in limbo is driving me a little bit nuts personally, but, uh, and I think uh, for a lot of people, and I think a lot of people would like to see just things kind of get back to normal. I can't tell you how much I've missed my motor racing on the weekends. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's really given me appreciation for how much I love racing. Um, but the good thing is it looks like at least all the talks are about getting back to racing, not, you know, how do we end the series or how do we, you know, figure out next year. You know, at least it seems like we're going racing. So I think... There's a lot of people probably stressed out. You know, the guys from Feld, from MX Sports, I've got to feel for them um, because I probably imagine every day they wake up, they're like, yep, what's today's problem going to bring? You know? Right, right, yeah. I mean, 
we, we've had that with work and things like that on a smaller level, but, um, you know, every day has been a bit of a challenge. But um, they, they, they're obviously going to try and make the most of the situation. And, you know, whether it's all the rounds in, in Phoenix, hey, if, if that's the way we've got to end it, that's probably the best solution. I mean, what are your options? I mean, I'm sure they try to look at every option. There's, there's always going to be there's money involved, so there's not endless budgets. People are trying to make the most of what they've got, the cards they've been dealt. Um, I would think just from the teams, the riders and everyone, I think it would be they would prefer probably to finish Supercross now and then go into outdoors, not have this limbo, start us outdoor series, finish it, and then go back to Supercross. I think I still think finishing Supercross before outdoors would be the first prize. Um, and if they can get seven rounds or whatever it is in, in one place, hey, you know what? The TV will be here. People will get to watch racing, and I still think based on Hey, Grant, your phone's break. Uh, We're losing you a little bit. Uh, your signal's going in and out, I think. Are you? Can you move around a little bit? I uh, will try that. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you now. It just went It went out there right at the, at the end of what you were saying. Um, but, yeah, you are talking about the TV and everything being in one place. Yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, TJ and I were talking about this before we got you on. And, like, I, you know, there's a lot of options, I guess, different things being talked about. But to me, like, if, if they just get back to racing, I'm going to be happy at this point. Uh, there's exactly. A, there's a lot worse things to be going on in the in the world right now, but if we could get some racing, at least we'd have you know a little bit of entertainment that we would like, and and there's a lot bigger problems to worry about, I think, than that. Um, are you at all surprised with the way it seems like Feld and MX Sports have worked together? Um, am I surprised? I. I'm going to say not really. I would I would hope so. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you know, whether it's money, politics, whatever it may be, you know, when when you, I think you always see the the true spirit of people when their backs are against the wall, and in a situation where um, both series have to work together in order to make this this come out in the best case scenario. So um, I'm glad to see that. I, I would have been disappointed if they didn't. Um, so I think that's kudos to them, just putting their differences aside and going, all right, what's going to be the best for all of us? Yeah, I agree. And I think that's how everyone's got to look at it. Yeah, I totally agree. TJ? Yeah, we have a few questions here from listeners, some of them um, not exactly on that on that subject. Okay. But um, so Ron Dog was asking if you – so they made a downloadable character for Supercross 3 of you. Oh, yeah. Have you have you played the game and played yourself yet? Um, you know, I have played the game, and I went from being pretty terrible, and <laughs> I'm I'm decent now. No, I'm not ready to go and get involved in online tournaments, but I'm decent. <laughs> Me and my boy and a, and a couple of our, I played it online a couple of times with just some buddies and and family for, and that. So we've had some fun, but I have not played myself. Um, I uh, I don't know. Maybe at some point. Yeah. But I know it's on that downloadable package, and I just haven't downloaded it yet. <laughs> um, 
no, I haven't played myself yet. Why? Am I terrible? I I, I yeah. don't I don't I don't know. I just I that's what he I was. I think asking. he was just asking in general. But I've got to break down and buy one of these game systems. I have not owned a game system since PlayStation Two, which is God. Well, it has to be fifteen years, fourteen years, and yeah, like know. MX versus ATV I, Unleashed was the last thing I think I played. I, that game was good, though. Yeah, it was, but, <laughs> but I've, I have to buy one of these game systems, I guess. So are you are you sitting at home playing board games and stuff like that with the family? <laughs> Monopoly? <laughs> yeah, we've done, we've done a bit of everything. <clears throat> In fact, I played this game the other day. It's actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, if you get a chance, you should check it out. But it's called uh, uh, Fake News or Not. Oh, and, uh, okay. <laughs> go to... It's it's so funny. We were dying laughing. So, I won't explain it, but just check it out. It's good. All right. So when you're playing these board games, Ron Dog also asked, you, you ever gotten mad and just chunked the board across the room? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, I, I, no. Don't, I could never get that pussy about something that minute. Right, um, right. I'm not saying I don't have a temper tantrum once in the future, <laughs> but it won't be ever a board game. Yeah. And then um, question also, who was your favorite and least favorite favorite rider to race bar to bar? Like who were guys oh that you that you were like when you got next to him, you're like, Yeah, we're gonna have a good race and this is gonna be fun. Kinda like you kinda see with Roxon and um, Eli. No, I'm saying Roxon and oh, uh, A C when yeah, they yeah. get on the you know those guys, they they train together, they have fun. Was there any riders you had like that on the track? Um I feel like um there were a few people. I mean, I guess I never really thought too much about, oh, yeah, it's fun being next to someone because <laughs> if they were next to me, it was not fun. I wanted to be in, in front. front of them, not worried about the right. guy next to me. But um, I don't know. I mean, I rode, I feel like, a little bit later in my career, a fair bit with, like, Chad. You know, we were uh, indirectly teammates at Yamaha when he was L&M and I was factory. So we tested together. We trained in Florida at our different places together sometimes. So we rode a lot together. And we, you know, we... Obviously, we're on the track a fair bit. Um, so, you know, I always kind of felt comfortable knowing, yeah, he'll run it in on me, but I didn't worry about him taking me out. But that went for a few guys. I mean, I think, like, there was even um, Tim Ferry, Michael Byrne. Um, I was teammates with Tedesco. He always was was very clean and fair, you know, at the Pro Circuit days. So I wouldn't say one particular guy necessarily, but... Uh, I think most guys, you know, it, it, it's a respect thing both ways. I think if guys respect you, they ride you with a little more respect. So I tried to, I definitely had my issues with certain people at certain times, but uh, I think for the most part, I was never too worried about too many guys. Yeah. Yeah, we also had a question talking about if we do have the seven rounds all in one place, who do you, who are your, is your money on? As far as right now, because you're not announcing this, you can you can have favorites or whatever. Who's your money on? Do you think that it's possible for Webb to come in, sweep them all, and have Ooh. have the greatest comeback ever? Um. Well, here's the thing. I, it's so funny you mentioned that because I didn't really know what we'd be talking about today, but I was thinking about <laughs> we something did earlier, which which was seven. Let's say it's seven rounds at the same stadium. I thought, you know, what could kind of happen, in my opinion is someone could run the table because that confidence thing, when you're in the same stadium with almost the same layout, with the same dirt, the very next weekend, there's something about that. Um, confidence. That I think, yeah, it's almost like going back to your test track. And I think someone could go and rattle off like six out of seven type thing. 
Yeah. Um, and I and, and I think it could be Webb, and it could be Tomac, and it could be Roxon. Roxon sometimes just I I feel like sometimes you watch him like, wow, yep, that's Ken Roxon. There he is, <laughs> amazing. And then next week I'm like, hmm. And you, I can't put my finger on it because when he's really fast, he still looks like he's not that fast. And when he's slow, he still looks the same. And I'm like, I, so I can't quite figure it out sometimes. But right, yeah, yeah. He, he seems a little a little bit hot and cold at times. Um, like he can be so good and then just pretty good. Um, I think Webb's the kind of gritty guy. If he wins one, he'll probably win, like I said, six out of the seven or something. Yeah. And he's not that far back. So, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's the kind of guy, once he's got the bit between his teeth, he's got like that tunnel vision. And I think it's going to really put the pressure on the other guys that I just feel may not perform quite as well as him under those circumstances. Well, we had him on, um, we had him on the show last two weeks ago, two weeks ago. And just talking with him, which I'm sure you've gotten a lot more time just talking with him than we have, but we've had him on a show a couple of times, his confidence and the way he, you know, his like mentality. just carries himself and his mentality. I like you said, I could definitely see him getting a win, feeling good, and then doing it back to back like that. Yeah, but at the same time, Roxon's good because you know that track's going to get if they if, if they they're going to have to use the same dirt, even if they move the dirt around. Sure, the, the that sort of base, the ground level, is going to get packed and shiny. So. It's going to almost be like Vegas round three and four <laughs> into it type thing. So, you know, there again, it's going to be maybe who can sort of ride one, those conditions the best, and two, uh, make the adjustments to the bike if necessary. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. After Atlanta, you know, so after Cooper gets hurt in Arlington, uh, then he comes back in Atlanta and fights for that podium, and which to me was unreal after the crash he had. I said, man – like he's like he's the he has the champion's heart. He is the fighter of the three, and I mean they all they're all fighters, obviously. But Cooper just like has that. I am not gonna give up. I am not gonna be beat. He gets that yeah. almost that mad, like I don't know Rocky yeah, yeah. Balboa. Like he he's got his ass kicked, and I'm gonna come back and show you what's up um, mentality. And then I just I I said after Atlanta, like that was a championship ride, uh, and I think he's going to get back in this thing. And of course we, we didn't expect all this Corona stuff to happen and it threw a, a monkey wrench and everything. But yeah, if seven races in one place, I could see Cooper throwing down some wins, but I don't really see Eli and Kenny getting like sevenths and eighths or whatever. So no. it, it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be exciting. Um, I, I just want to get back to racing, dude. I, I hope that, you know, come June, we're at WW Ranch, and we get to come see you and Weege and sweat our butts off, I guess, out there in the humidity. I hope you're right, but I did hear from a pretty reliable source that that might not be happening. Okay. So, well, I hope it's not true, but it sounds like the first round of outdoors might be getting pushed, and then it might be Mount Morris will be the opening Um well, following weekend yeah. would be the opening round. Right. So I don't think it's going to change dramatically, but it sounds like there might be another little change. It's... Well, the good news is Florida just opened their beaches back up. <laughs> oh, sweet. And so yeah. with them opening their beaches back up, I think that actually, in my opinion, unless there's something else, that bodes well to them being able to at least maybe start exactly. it, maybe not have like as spectators, which sounds terrible because Moto is spectators, but... 
It would be awesome. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that <laughs> coronavirus will survive the Florida humidity. Exactly. It'll be out of there in no time. Yeah. I'm like, we'll be good by then. Man, I, nothing I, can survive in that humidity. I, I don't. Yeah, um, I don't know if I've talked to you since that. Well, I can't remember. I think I saw you after that race, but that WW. You know, we're like I said, we're from East Texas. We're not far from Freestone. Which you know all about Freestone. We uh we we I stood on the same podium you did that weekend, giving away some money um, in 07. The heat, the humidity right. in in Freestone is gnarly, but WW Ranch was like otherworldly to me. I didn't know what to do, and I didn't have to well, put was, gear on. Well, there was um, well, I mean, I lived in Central Florida for a while. Yeah. When you're surrounded by water like that place is, yep, the humidity level just goes like next level and uh that flat area and it just kind of sits there like a stale air <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it yep. was pretty gnarly i mean you saw what it did to the riders and Whew. i remember when we had to come out and do our stand-ups i was like holy crap yeah. i was like get me back in that air-conditioned booth <laughs> yeah i honestly spent most of the time in the media tent <laughs> i was like it was, yeah. a, it was a waste of money for me to go down there almost uh it felt like the way i described it is like when you open the oven to check to see if your food's done and that wave yeah, yeah, that yeah. wave hits you but it was like that for for the whole day well we i still remember i was like hey is there a way we can crank this ac up in the trailer i'm like it's still hot in here and they're like no it, 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 it's it's wide open it's struggling yeah, and so I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be unpleasant for the day." And yes. then we went outside. I'm like, "Oh wow, <laughs> the trailer's not that bad." <laughs> right, that's awesome. Well, Grant, man, I uh, I think we took enough of your time up tonight, and it really I appreciate you coming on and giving us some time. Again, I really do hope we get to see you some here in the near future if they uh, allow us as media to show up at some of these events. We'll be there. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, in closing, as I leave, I was going to say. What I think is going to be really interesting to see is no rider has prepared, you know, it's kind of like an injury. No rider's prepared to have a, a vacation in the middle of a, of a season. Very true. I'm also really curious to see out of those three guys you mentioned and even the others, how guys are able to just kind of flip the switch and get right back in the game mode. Cause you know, I don't even know how I could really feel, yeah, that's you know, a good not point. having an injury just being in limbo and then go, all right, we're going racing. Oh, and there's a championship on the line. And we're staying in the same spot. And we're going to have seven in a row in a few weeks. Like, you know, it's, let's see who can adjust. I think whoever can adjust the best is going to be the one that comes out of this strong. Yeah. Good point. Good that's point. Really good I hadn't point. even thought about that. We're gonna... That's why, that's why you get paid to do this. And we, <laughs> uh, yeah. And we have an internet radio show. So. Right. <laughs> hey, well, you guys do a good job. And, uh, I heard you mention Brian from the Chervis at the beginning, and yeah, they make great stuff, man. We, my uh, all my bikes are loaded with uh, a Chervis yeah, plastic he, and skid plates and guards and all that cool stuff. He uh, he told me earlier today. I did I did an interview with Ricky Brayback for a Chervis, and he uh, Brian called me afterwards. He's like, "Hey, you having Grant on tonight? Uh, we got to come up with something to make to you know give him a hard time." And then we just kind of got lost in the day and never got around to. He wanted to bust your balls about something, and we just never put it all together. But Brian, uh, Brian uh, was definitely speaking highly of you. And, and I, I also wanted to mention I forgot to do this is dude Whiskey Throttle uh, the Whiskey Throttle shows kicking butt. Um, I, the Ricky Carmichael one was so far is my favorite one. Like I, I don't think the thing was like 
what, like 12 hours long, but it felt like <laughs> it, it felt like it was only like, you know, 45 minutes. Like, I loved it. That was so good to hear Ricky in that environment oh, and being that. so open. Um, but, yeah, you guys are doing a great, great job. And uh, you and Ping, man, keep it up. Well, that's our goal is just to try and keep as real as possible. And I think the cool thing is Ricky and Ping had a history and yeah. Ricky and myself have a history. So when everyone knows everyone, I think it also just helps that sort of the vibe and the atmosphere. And, yeah, Ricky was pretty cool. It was nice, to, like you said, nice to see him let his hair down. And Absolutely. Br- and Brian's listening live or watching live on YouTube, too. Oh, nice. So he's, like, all excited because he got a shout-out. Yeah, he, like, he likes him. to get the shout-outs for sure. <laughs> hey, Brian, I will buy you a beer next time I see you, bud. I uh, own one. He'll love that, yeah. All right, well, man. Grant, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, in closing, try to figure out how to get Ping and Mathis to be friends again. Yeah, I. you know what? I think <laughs> here, here was my thought. It's, you know that old saying, sometimes time time heals everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured it, I'll just leave it, and I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll kiss and make up. Absolutely. Grant, thanks so much, buddy. All right. See All you guys. Right. See ya. Cheers, bye. All right, bye. Grant Langston, that was fun. All right, commercial All right. break? Uh, yeah, commercial break, and we're back with Michael Moseman. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. We're back, and obviously you guys know that Fly Racing's been a big part of our show, the Moto X Pod show. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. In 2019, Fly Racing became the title sponsor of Supercross, and they sponsor many riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, and our next guest, Mr. Michael Moseman. What's up, dude? What are you on? Man, not much. You know that I'm always excited to talk to you. It's been a little bit because there's been some crazy stuff going on in our world. How has life been treating you, man? Man, it's been, uh, it's been interesting for sure. Uh, taking all this time off, and I mean, it feels like it's been forever since. Uh, yeah, we took we took three weeks off the bike, and then. Uh, yeah, definitely a more mellow schedule, more high hands, and um, then uh, good times. I I eventually try to feel like off season and uh, and check out mentally because it was uh, I don't know too taxing to, to keep worrying and thinking, oh, what are we gonna race in? And uh, so I just I just counted as off season, checked out. So yeah, that's meant to that. Yeah, hey. I was gonna ask because y'all guys are not training full time right now, huh? Um. Not well, right. Not riding. We, so we, yeah, we were still doing everything uh, but riding, and uh, they pretty much they told us because with you know with the uncertainty of the season and how long it could go and when it could end or whatever, like we don't know if we'll really have an off season um, 
like this coming year and so before you know a1 next year and so um yeah they were like guys you know we might be racing a whole lot so go ahead and you know pretty much take take time off and and check out but um and yeah they were telling us like pretty much call it call it off season yeah and uh because you because you might not get one later so but we, we were still training though and like our bike rides we started going even harder on the bike rides i'm like geez <laughs> that sounds but, terrible, uh, dude. I, I don't like the sound of that at all. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was painful, but <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So we're back, we're back riding now. And uh, last last week, I think we rode maybe um, maybe twice, and then this week we're riding three times. And next week, be back to four four days a week. How great does it feel to be back on the bike? It feels pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So fun. You, <laughs> it's, you, it's fun. It's just just freeing, you know. Are are you mentally prepared to, if these seven races happen in uh, Glendale, like they're talking about in May? Are you mentally prepared to come out and get out of that eighth place spot? I believe you're eighth in points right now, and get your butt up there on that podium, like I need you to. <laughs> <laughs> I know eighth is gross. Um, he said gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, hang on a second. Hang I'm on a second. Like, at that level, at the at the level you're riding at, eighth is honestly unreal. So it's not, you know, I'm not talking bad. I know your sponsors want more than that, but I know that you have the ability to go up there and punt, yeah, you know, Austin us, off the track and go get that podium. Us getting eighth place in a vet class at a local <laughs> race—that's gross. <laughs> what me, you're doing is me not. finishing <laughs> a race is is, is impressive. Yeah. So eighth place is awesome, but you know, you yeah. know what I mean. I appreciate that, but like where I'm at, like I can't, I can't have that mentality. You know? Right, and yes. that's not my mentality. It's like eighth place is gross. Like it's that's not cool. Um, and so, you know, that's what happens when you have a, you know, couple couple really rough races. Yes. But um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, get get hopefully up towards the front and. Uh, yeah, man, I, it's pretty exciting, really. It's like we got a whole other season. It's like full restart, really. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> you, like know, it anyways. you know, at at uh, I, I think it was at uh, Oakland where you were really battling with Austin for a little bit, and then you had a and you had a crash. Is that the same race? And you had a crash and you hit your head. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that. You know, it, it's, it sucks sometimes, Michael. I mean, like, we see these races like like Denver last year, right, where you're battling with AC, and, like, we see, like, I know you have it, right? And you had to get over this mental hump a little bit you've talked about of knowing you belonged mm-hmm. up there. And I think – I feel like you're there now. And this year it's just been, like, these little mistakes or these little situations that you're just like – and you can't recover at that level, right? I mean, you can't have a – a washout and then come back to the front really at that level. It's almost impossible. Yeah. It's just putting all that together and you, man, you're still young and you're still learning, but I, I just like, I've been telling you for all year, like I know it's coming. It's just a matter of like everything falling into place. And I think once it does, dude, you're just going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm working hopefully to be sooner than later. So well, all right. Yeah, it's good. So what what do you do now? Like we're, we're getting back on the bike. We're starting to prepare for what hopefully happens in May. 
what mm-hmm. what do you do? Do you change anything from what you were doing at the beginning of the year? Um, you know, because you've had some time off, maybe you've had some chance to rethink some things, or do you just go right back mm-hmm. to the same program? Um, it's a good question. Uh, <laughs> for me, I think one thing is um, like just mentality. Yeah. Uh, I just I just just working on myself, working on the details, working on the the stuff that's not seen. And, uh, yeah, to just be consistent um, and to, to fix the mistakes during the week. Um, so they show up on the weekend. Um, but, yeah, so, so focusing on uh, mentality, even um, with all, I don't know if you guys know about, like, the Michael documentary that, like, came out. Hey, um, say that again. You're your cut, phone, you're your phone's breaking up a little bit. What was that? You guys got it? Yeah, got now me? we do. Yeah. All right. Um, like, there was a Michael Jordan documentary that came out the other day. I heard about and, that. And, uh, yeah, and so, I don't know, just seeing, like, stuff like that and seeing his mentality and, um, yeah, that drive, drive, that championship drive, it's, like, pretty inspiring and something I want to um, double down on. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, any time you take, like, a decent chunk of time off, you come back, I feel, like, more motivated and, um I just really want to uh, make the most of the time I have and be intentional about how, you know, what I'm eating, what I'm, how much I'm sleeping and, um, shoot, when I'm stretching, like, I just want to, I mean, there's, there's a lot more than that. Those are just like kind of the basic things. Sure. um, Sure. To try to, to try and, uh, get an edge, get a, get a mentality switch and to start, um, believing more. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. You know, you're talking about the mentality and you're talking about getting back to training. And I've joked on here, probably even with you, that like, you know, myself and TJ were old vets. And like, I, I personally do not, do not like to work out. Like, I would never be able to be a pro rider at your <laughs> level. I just, I don't want to train. I'm lazy with that kind of stuff. And there, there mm-hmm. really is a men- mentality. So, like, I, I talked to, I interviewed Ricky Brayback earlier today. And he said, cool. you know, basically, like, when he's doing anything, say, you know, watching TV, like if you, what are you doing in your downtime? Well, do you watch any TV? He's like, no, I, anytime I'm not doing something to improve my, what myself at my sport or whatever, like I feel like I'm wasting time or, or you know, like you have to be at it almost all the time to be at the level, to be a champion like that. <laughs> and that's got to be difficult, man. It's got to be taxing to just, always be focused on that and have to be yeah. at the top of your game 24 seven almost. Yeah. No. And, uh, and it is, and it, and it can be. And I think, um, that's one thing I do have is it's like, the thing is, is even I'm even intentional about this, right. I'm intentional to not let it get too taxing, right. To, nice. um, spend time checking out, um, mentally and, one thing that really helps with that is um, I have a lot of friends in Florida uh, where I live that have nothing to do with motocross or supercross. And, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. My roommate, oh, it, was, it was the funniest thing. My roommate, like uh, his name's Steve and, you know, we hang out pretty often and uh, he actually recently just got a job as a corrections officer at uh, the local prison. And so like I have nothing to do with motocross. Yesterday, I told him, uh, like, oh, da-da-da, like, yeah, I'm riding Supercross this week now. And he goes, what's 
which went super cross again. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like, great. That's great. I'm just like, I'm just like wow. And so, and so, like, I, I'm really afforded that, you know. I, yeah. I, I can focus, but I can also check out and be a part of a world that, um, you know, that's that's not priority around my friends anyway. So it's cool. Yeah, and, and I like just on the you, you, on the off season this year, you did a lot of traveling, which we talked about that before, and you talked real heavily mm-hmm. with uh, Michael Antonovich on Swap Moto Lives pod. So if anybody's listening to this, you want to hear some stuff that Michael did that's outside of moto where he did get away from it, man, go check out that interview with uh, Anton because that thing was awesome. There's really good stories about traveling. and uh, So that was cool. But uh, TJ, you had something. Yeah. yeah, so you're talking about how getting away from the sport or, or not always being in it. And, and I guess in a way it mm-hmm. kind of leads to making it fun and enjoyable. We You had kind of one of your – somewhat training partners i guess with anderson wanting to step away from being out there at the Mm -hmm. baker's factory how does so in i mean he is so like laid back and likes to enjoy what he's doing to have fun and you definitely have that persona and put that out there too how is that strict training all the time how is it working for you or why does it work for you and somebody else who has the same want to have fun attitude not work for yeah yeah, um, I don't know. I think I can be like a, a fun and a goofy guy, but um, in a lot of ways, I I am really wired toward um, toward like um, uh, how do you say it? Like more straight edge. Yeah. Um, like, um, I mean, even even like morally, like I'm definitely more straight edge, and and then in my training, like um, I'm more straight edge. Like you're not going to hear me complain. Like, you're not going to hear me, like, you know, not want to do the work. Like, I I always um, want to go above and beyond. And so, like, that stuff actually comes, um, like, really, really naturally for me. I think, like, obviously it's tough and there's days you don't want to do it. Um, but, like, the grind of it, uh, the grind of it doesn't, doesn't so much wear on me too bad. And I don't know if it is because I have that, that balance. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I love it. I love it. And, yeah. and ultimately it's a, it's a mindset thing, you know, it's like, okay, here's this challenge. Like, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to like, you know, not want to do it and come with that attitude or am mm-hmm. I going to like embrace it and be like, all right, let's go. Like, let's get after <laughs> yeah, this thing. Yeah. And, uh, there was a, there was a moment the other day in the gym and, um, and like there was an exercise that so was pretty tough, and and someone was like, "Oh, oh like uh, that exercise is like really tough." And I was like, "Yeah, but we want to win." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like, and it's just it's just like keeping that. I think. Um, so you enjoy the hard the work the and all of that. I do like the structure. Yeah, Dad and Darkside said that earlier when I brought that up. We were talking about it, and he. He thought maybe your personality would enjoy that structure and hard work stuff. Yeah. When yeah. TJ, when yeah. you when you kind of brought up like the similarities between Mose and Jason of like have liking to have fun, but a little bit different. Like I, I picture them almost like in the movies when you have your conscience, you have the 
the guy in the white on your shoulder. The, the, the guy in white, that's Michael, and the guy in black would be Jason, right? They, that's terrible. They both, they both want to, they're both going to work hard, but no wonder nobody likes but, you, Dark Side. God, think, it's terrible. I think Jason would probably try to get you to go down the wrong road just to be fun. Just to be and fun. And Moe's would probably stick to the rules. It's like, hey, dude, you know it's going to get you in trouble. This is what's going <laughs> to hey, get us. Like, hey, off season for me, like we're we root beer, not normal beer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that's funny you say that because I don't drink. We don't. Yeah, neither don't one either. of us drink alcohol. No. And I was sitting in my house the other day, and my wife had bought this. It's this company called Frosty's Root Beer. It's like the best root beer in the world. <laughs> and it comes in like the glass bottles, like a beer yeah, does yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I remember I was outside. Mm-hmm. I was literally got through mowing the yard, walked in there and cracked a Frosty's Root Beer open and drank it. And I told oh, my wife, yeah. I was like, if actual beer tasted this good, <laughs> yeah. I would probably be an alcoholic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it, man. Living the life right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You got to be a good, good boy. Yeah, that, that, that's us. But anyways. <laughs> uh, hey, Michael. So your uh, your mechanic Mohead recently uh, posted that you know he he's doing a change in jobs. Uh, I think he's going to work at a dealership or something like that. I don't remember exactly what, but uh, you know losing Mohead is that how does that affect you if if at all? I mean I know like your buddies with him, but you know is the guy stepping into his spot somebody that you're comfortable with? Um, so it hasn't like completely been solidified as far as like who's jumping his spot. Okay. Um, losing losing Daniel is like that's 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 tough. Um, I like figured. that guy, that guy is irreplaceable. Really, I mean he he's one of the hardest working mechanics. He's one of the best. Like like him alone has made my bike so much better this year, and it's made me so much smarter and wiser when it comes to like being in tune with the bike and right. just really challenge me in that sense. Um, and then like he, he has a lot of, a lot of fight and a lot of fire in him. And, um, and it's funny cause like mentality wise, um, as far as like approach to racing, I actually, um, it's, it's not like I, um, it's not like a lesser version per se, but my approach is a really calm approach approach because that's what I think is, is best. And, um, yeah, most. Just it's uh, that's what I find to be the best for me. Yeah, and uh, and he's like the opposite. You know, what I mean, he's like more <laughs> ramped up. Yeah, yeah. And so like he'll sit, like I'll be like you know, super mellow heart rate on the gate. I'm just like, you know, in the zone, and he'll just say, say some like super like ah like let's go <laughs> like in my head, you know. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm like we're on two different, different <laughs> wavelengths. So yeah, yeah. and but I, but I loved it, and so missing him. Like, it's going to be tough, but I also really supported um, his leaving just because, like, the tax um, that that being a pro race mechanic takes on, like, your life and lifestyle, like, the travel those guys have to do. Right. And um, just, like, the day-to-day work and how they go at it is insane. And so for any of the mechanics to have, like, a good, like a life outside of moto is really tough. Sure. Like, really, really tough. So I was like big, big supporter. He was, he called me and told me before he told anyone else um, that that's what he was thinking. So right, yeah, he's a good uh, dude. I, real I, good, I, and and he's still in my corner, like big time. Of course, like, I've talked to him still quite a bit since. And good, um, yeah, yeah. So I had some, we had some listeners and people in the chat room talking about how you've talked about in the past that you played chess. 
I do. Yeah, and I so do. there is something I, I had brought up in the chat room as as y'all were talking, you and Darkside were talking, but and kind of wanted to ask you about it. A lot of guys, and, and this may sound wrong to, to towards some other people, but a lot of guys who are like deep thinkers and, for lack of a better term, smart people, they struggle with racing mm-hmm. motocross because sometimes you overthink things, you that kind of stuff. Is that something that you that you have to mm-hmm. deal with? Does it? Do you not ever have to worry about that? How is that? Um, yeah, I would say I would say absolutely. Um, I would I would say I would say yes, and everyone around me would say absolutely yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, I for me, what I think about is, is you know it's normal um for everyone else like you need to shut that brain off like <laughs> right right <laughs> i could hear mohead telling me right now um uh, but yeah and it it's uh it's a weakness and a strength um and i kind of you know just got to find find my way and how how uh how do you do that? How I'm do you clear go. your head out? Because well, he doesn't know. He hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is there something like a deal you go through where you just gotta like clear your head before you ride, or do you just? I mean, that's what I'm saying because that mentality, that mm-hmm. kind of thinking, is something that you probably are born with. You've been doing that your yeah. whole life, and you were a top mm-hmm. amateur kid too, so you were dealing with that even when you were younger. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it, it um, it's about staying in the present moment. Um. And uh, something I, I learned uh, under James Coy, he was a team manager in um, in Orange Brigade, mm-hmm. and uh, like under his management, I guess. And I was actually Mohead was my mechanic at the time then too, and yeah. I had a lot of success. And uh, it's something I've always carried with me. Um, but it's it's to be be in the present, fully in the present moment, and to not um, have like thoughts about. Like there's nothing wrong with the present moment, and um, the thing that gets you like out of the flow state or you know in a state where you're overthinking is things like fear. Like no one, no one overthinks how much confidence they have. You know what I mean? Right. And right. how good things are gonna go. Like you can't overthink that. Um, but you can overthink the fear side or the risk or um, you know what if this, what if that. And so interesting. Just staying, just staying in the present moment and focusing on what I got going on at the time um, helps the deep. most. Getting deep, yeah, yeah. That's a, he. He usually does. I, He's a smart dude, man. Yeah. And we've talked, you know, yeah. about this kind of stuff a few times. Yeah, he's he's very he's more intelligent, and he's Michael has a very different personality than your average motocrosser, your stereotype. Yeah. Um. So he he. That's why I like him so much, man. He's really <laughs> interesting and. When you talk to him, it's it's just I don't know, man. I, I, I'm talking as if he's not here right now. Yeah, but not listening. But I like that. Yeah, <laughs> but I, that's why I liked him so much when I first. We don't even him. have to say this stuff when he gets off the phone. Right, We're saying right. it while he's on the I just, phone. When I first met him, I think it was in Houston last year. Mm-hmm. No, that's not where I met him. I can't. Uh, maybe do you remember? I don't remember what race it was when you came to the press conference, Michael, um, last year. It might have been Denver. One of the races you came to the press conference. And I talked to you, and I was like, "Man, this guy's just different." And I really, really liked it. And that's, in a good way. Yeah, that's why I became. <laughs> I just became such a fan, man. It was just. It was a breath, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah so man. you've got you have grown and gotten a lot of fans over this because yes, you were uh, like a top amateur and that kind of stuff. But I think it's really grown. People got to kind of got to see your personality over the last year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. You've really kind of opened the box. Mm-hmm. 
Um, have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, around like you know Supercross and things are going off. Anything you know, having a race or whatever. Like you know, Instagram nuts and people are talking and this and that and um, yeah. Uh, so that was you know, it's all it's all cool. It's it's um, it's a whole other thing to deal with, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. uh. I mean, ultimately, it's cool. It was uh, pretty fun. Awesome. Michael, man, I'm going to let you go. Um, thank you for coming on tonight. It's it's always a pleasure to have you on, and we always appreciate when you answer and say yes. Um, it, it means a lot to us, more than you'll know. Absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, this one so, so far has been the best just because I'm, like, at home. I'm just <laughs> mellow. I got – like, I remember one time you called me. I was, like, out to dinner with the team – and it was That's like right. loud in there, so I I stepped outside. Yeah. And it was like freezing cold. I'm just like, oh, oh. this is not cool, dude. You should have just said something. We could have rescheduled, man. We're not Anytime. gonna hurt our feelings. Uh, it, well, I didn't know. I I just like they're like, oh, we're going to there. I'm like, I got this thing, but I really should be with the team. I'm yeah, like, uh, 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 but. Yeah, no big deal. Never. So, well, from now was, on, man, never good. feel like you. Yeah, just let us know. We'll we'll get somebody. We've got other guys that are always like, hey, if you need a fill in, we've got guys we can contact. So, man, if some. Yeah, don't feel. Never hesitate to let us know you got something else that came up. Yeah, you, it's okay to put dark side on the back burner at yeah, any yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just know though that if you cancel on me, you have to also cancel on Pulp if he ever at like you can't. You know, you, you yeah. can't you can't do math as a show and not do ours. There you go. I feel like he's only. I think he. I think I've only done one. Um, yeah, yeah. We, he doesn't like you. Is what we're gonna say. <laughs> we know it's not true, but we're that's just gonna. What, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. He hates you, and we don't know why, but he just does. <laughs> that dang Mathis. Anyway, right, Michael, Mose. man, let, we'll let you get back to your day, and uh, can't cool. wait to see you back on a bike in the stadium soon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, can't wait. All right, bud. Take care, see you guys. Thanks see you. Later. See all right, Michael Moseman, and that leads us uh, to our... right up till uh, almost time to get our next guest on. There you go. So let's take a quick break. So, yeah, all commercial right, take a break, break and we'll be podcast. back. With... I'm talking over you. Go ahead, you nope. do it. I was just saying, commercial break for the podcast. We'll be right back with Van Martin. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven dudes, Trey. I wear fly shoes. Wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, 
motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports dynamic braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. All right, we are back, and uh, our next guest is brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Blood Lubricants has three series of oil to fit your needs, as well as chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. Whether you ride moto, race dirt track, or anything else, visit bloodlubricants.com for all your oil needs today. And today, Blood Lubricants brings us from Team All South, Van Martin. What's up, bro? What's up, Darkside? What's up, TJ? What's up, man? How you been? I'm doing good, dude. Just, uh, just actually got back from the track. My wife's making up some dinner and just uh, relaxing this evening. I was going to ask how that knee's feeling. Yeah, it's gonna, have you been riding much? No, I actually haven't ridden. I've just been at the track um, with with kids I train and um, just just running the whole little little amateur amateur team I kind of started up. Oh how's, yeah, how's that going? And like, talk tell us about that a little bit. Give us the info. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I haven't really posted anything about it just because all this stuff going on and we haven't been in any races. But uh, 
I, I, with the help of one of my good sponsors, uh, TRN Sport Development Company, we uh, started up a little amateur race team called Van Man Racing, and um, it's it's really exciting. We got not only kids are on the same bikes, but uh, we have eight riders, um, A class rider, B class rider, novice riders, and a couple of kids on little bikes, and it's pretty much just kids I work with in this area, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Ron Inscore wanted to kind of wanted me to kind of like run the show a little bit and help out these kids that that deserve the help and there's parents really needed the help. So I just kind of started a little amateur race team and uh, yeah, it's been it's been really exciting. That's cool. I was gonna see if you needed like a plus forty vet rider, you know, on your team. <laughs> yeah, we might be able to help out someone. Well, you know what? You already helped me out, and you probably don't even know it. Um, your boy Austin over at uh, uh, Honda of Houston. Honda Houston. Yeah, gives yeah. me gives me the Van Martin account when I need parts. So. Yeah, I get- Austin and Hunter, and my dad, they're all they're all good people, and they're trying to uh, trying to compete with uh, online, and they've been doing really good at it. So they're. Honda Houston's really been really been uh, making a push to help out more and more people right now. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I got I I have to do a top end on my 15 and my 06 Hondas, um, and I hit them up about prices. I I got I need to get a new cylinder for the 06 because it's 14 years old and uh, don't hate me, but it's never had a top end done. So it, it's it's probably got a little slop in it. So uh, yeah, he uh, he he shot me a really good price, and I'm gonna get those orders those parts on order pretty quick from Austin, but. Yeah, so thanks for the for the help yeah. there, Van, and from your uh, that the great shop of Honda Houston. I love it. So I got a question yeah. here from one of our listeners in the live chat. Raw Dog wants to know what's the biggest surprise so far from managing amateur teams because you being an amateur, you know, coming up, you kind of have, you know, and you're not too far from that. You're not. It's not like you're like an old mm-hmm. man like us. But what's something <laughs> yeah. that caught you off guard that you weren't expecting? Uh, I think. Really, it's just um, the organization. Like some of some of these kids, like I have one kid that's in the A class and one kid that's doing like really good in school and B class. And um, even just the tips I could give them about just just being more organized when it comes to showing up at the track, and knowing what motos to do, and even at the races, like helping, making sure they're on time and doing whatever they had to. Like um, we went to Daytona, and I was just telling the guys, hey, y'all need to, because I was helping out with all sales there too a little yeah, bit, and right. I was like, hey, y'all need to go sign up so you can have that done with, so that way you can come watch practice because you guys need to be watching the pros, and then I'm going to go run over here and do my thing. Y'all need to sign up, do this to the bike real quick, and then that way you'll have time to make it out there to watch practice. It's just kind of helping, even though some of these kids are a little bit more experienced, some of them are beginner levels too. But um, just helping with the organization of knowing, just just having everything more organized and being on time on everything. Yeah, that's good, especially with some of the youth uh, of today that I've been around. They're not super focused and super organized. So having somebody that's been through it at your level, uh, you know, especially on the amateur side, where or the not the amateur side, the privateer side, where you have to do a lot of it yourself. I'm sure you mm-hmm. are full of info and, and good, you know, advice for those kids. That's that's good, man. I like that you're doing that. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like we went to uh we went to Daytona and then we went straight from Daytona to Oak Hill and mm-hmm. and then uh we weren't supposed to go to Freestone, 
but the kids' schools got canceled in the in the Houston area, and so then we're like, well, I mean, we're already we've already been on the road for a week and a half now, so we might as well just go to Freestone since y'all don't have school anymore. And then we went there, and got I mean, y'all know how it turned out. Yeah, got yeah. canceled. So, like the, um, I think they got three of the practices in. I didn't know. Yeah, because I, I know Doc Doc got one of his practice. He got his first practice. And then they canceled either one or two after the mm. first A practice. So did your pro rider get a chance to pr- practice? Yeah, my pro rider, Riley Ripper, he got uh, one practice in, and then it was literally right after the A practice. Yeah. And hey, they, hang on. They canceled it. What's his name? Riley Ripper. Riley Ripper. Ripper. What a great name for a moto. <laughs> I, know. I mean, if it was the only thing would be better if it was Ryder Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I know rad. He's got the sickest name. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I super love it. cool, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was really cool just going to those three bases. And I think, um, some of like, we were kind of hidden at Daytona, but Oak Hill, we were right in the front by the sporting tower. So a lot of people saw, like we had a big easy up with Van Man racing and like the front half, yeah, half wall with Van Man racing on it and table covers and matching graphics. And, um, everyone has black plastics and, yeah, we even have like matching stands we got from Works Connection with Bam Bam graphics on them and their numbers and like I'm Van's, we're doing it legit. Van's gonna know? turn into the next TPJ. You're gonna see him at Supercross in like 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I can I can definitely see myself doing. That's I got awesome. the OCD for it. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm a cool. Organized with everything. So, Heck yeah. Uh, I I feel like that's the key to it, really. Right. So. We- I mean, with us, we've known you because you've been basically a, a Texas kid forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so watching you yeah. come through the ranks and all that kind of stuff, you've had ups and downs when it comes to going from even even doing your amateur career and then in the pros. How do you like? What's your plan for these guys, especially because you're a riders? You're only going to have them a year or so, and then the other kids that are coming up that you're going to have for longer than that riding with your team. What do you focus on to keep them from maybe going through some of the struggles that you have or you've watched other guys go through? Yeah, it's mainly just uh, like I, I work with them on their mindset too. And like like even when the kids have a bad moto when we're doing like say a 15-minute moto where they're all trying to chase each other down and someone falls twice or whatever and then they want to come into me and talk. I'm like, dude, you just don't quit. Like whatever you do, whatever goes wrong, like I've I've been in this enough. I've had my up and downs, like you were saying, and been hurt where people thought I was never going to come back. But it's just it's the mentality you have to have to just say like you never quit, no matter what circumstance. If you have a goal, just um, just keep working at it, and until you hopefully get there, you know. Yeah, a couple of your teammates have said that in the past, like Kern Thurman, and then uh, mm-hmm. Zane Zane Merritt last year told me, you know, like. He got hit in the face, like, I mean, down there, knocked his head <laughs> off at Millville. And he's like, yeah. you know, he had to pull off in. But, like, I remember right before that moto, he had told me, like, I will not quit, you know, unless I'm almost dead. Um, yeah, it's yeah. pretty interesting that all, all your group feels that way, you know. That's, that's yeah, especially as a privateer, man. It's like, you can't ever let up. You have to always be showing those guys that you're there, you know, looking for that next opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't know if it's a Texas thing because that's like that's everyone who's pretty much on my my teams or if, or if just uh, we were all less fortunate kind of growing up where we our parents had our struggles and we had our bad times getting injured and um, I mean I don't know if it's a Texas thing or just 
just like I said, but uh, it may be a Texas thing where it seems like every everyone I surround myself around it seems to have that just no quit mm-hmm. attitude where I think they grew up kind of their dads embraced it that way too, and and yeah, it's pretty cool that all my all my buddies have that same mentality. Yeah. So and one of the uh, Ron Dog, one of the listeners on here. Hey, before you go with Ron Dog's question. So, Van, just so you know, Ron Dog has his own mm-hmm. podcast, Dented Pipe. Yep. And he's down yeah. in South Texas somewhere. I don't think he's in Houston. I think he's like in San Antonio. But yeah. Um, you should let. Oh him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he should. You, Ron Dog, you need to hit up Van and get Van on your podcast. Yep. I mean, not not saying we're not going to ask this question, but he's a real good dude. Yeah. Van, he actually yeah. um, he helped us out uh, earlier this year. He asked me what it costs for us to get to a race, to a Supercross race. Yeah. And I told him, and he actually sent me the amount of money I told him to help us get to a race, uh, which was supposed to be Denver this year, which obviously didn't happen. But, yeah, he's a yeah. good dude, and um, he's really working hard on his podcast. So if he reaches out to you, man, you should. Well, and also, and yeah. I forgot it, he had he was doing his, his podcast too, and he yeah. can do the same thing. But we started this podcast doing a lot of amateurs uh, and a lot of, like, Texas, like Texas stuff. Yeah. So any of mm-hmm. your kids that you want to, that you you know they need to learn to do interviews and need to learn to do that stuff. We'd love to have them on the podcast, and yeah. you know just give them some time to learn to do this because I mean there's a lot of guys if you look at like like Weston Pike and that kind of stuff guys that like weren't the the biggest names in the world when they turned pro and worked their way up yeah. and a lot of that with is, that never give up never quit attitude yeah, that Ben exactly. was just talking about yeah. Well, yeah. what was did Ron have? Definitely. Ron Dog have a question? No, he was just brought that up, and oh, okay. I thought that was a really and for us it fits us perfect, you know. Yeah, local kids in the Texas area, so yeah, yeah, so, I'll do that, no problem. Is he? Uh, is he? He's in Pasadena. Is that say that again? Oh, Pasadena. Yeah. What did you say, Van? I asked if he was from San Antonio. I remember someone in San Antonio had a little motor podcast. You yeah, know? he's in oh. Pasadena, uh, which is Houston area. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, he's right down. Yeah, he's he's a real good yeah, dude. Yeah. Though. So if he reaches out to you, yeah, man, he's he's good people. So it sounds really familiar, Ron Dog. When yeah. you say that, that sounds really familiar. I'm sure I've met him. Cool. Yeah, he. I know he was at Dallas, which I didn't even get to meet him. We were so busy, but good dude. Anyway, um, so dude, you started off this year on the 450, and um, you know, you had your 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 crash at St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, how 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 I <laughs> think I just how does that feel knowing that like you really didn't have to be riding the 450 you were gonna focus on the 250 East. Um, is there any regret or is you know it's just part of racing crashing like how do you feel about it afterwards? Yeah, well, I was actually planning on doing 450 over here. Oh, okay, um, okay. So yeah, just because mainly like just the money. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I felt really good on my 452. And I, my goal is to be a, a 450 main event guy. Like I made 250 main events. Like, um, so I feel like I've done that. But I really just wanted to be getting close to making mains, and then eventually, towards the end of the season, trying to really compete to be making mains. Like, um, I don't know. I just I could see myself being like a an A ray basically, and and that was the goal this year, and where. He grew for a few years there and got close to making mains, and then he was making mains here and there, and now he's consistently in the mains. And yeah. I just wanted to I wanted to build towards that step, too. Um, like, I don't even know if A-Ray even raced 250s much in Supercross. So, um, like, that's just a guy I look up to, like, that 
had to grind, and I just wanted to make that step to where I was getting closer to being a main event guy, and then, like, say, next year, really be a main event guy or something. So that was my goal. Just to, That's my goal I've had in my head, to be a 450 main event guy, and um, so that's what I my plan was going into the year, and unfortunately, yeah, St. Louis went, went wrong, but, um, yeah. I mean, I just look at it in the way that, it like if y'all y'all see my crash, I'm sure on Instagram and yeah, um, it could always be worse. Like that crash was pretty gnarly, so I'm just thankful that all I messed up with is my knee, really. So yeah. um, it could always be worse. You know, that's how I always look at it. So you making the choice because I know you've raced, like you said, and made 250 mains and that kind of stuff. Making the choice to go to the 450 was it like was it because you're more comfortable on the 450? Or was it mainly money, or what was the what was the deal? No, I'm more comfortable in the 250, honestly. But I was getting to a point to where I finally got um, I, I got really comfortable in the KTM, and and I kind of wanted to jump in the 250 class, but then I got some kit suspension for my 450, and I <laughs> I just felt really really good on it, and so I was like, if I can, yeah, I, I'm like. The money's good for sure, right? And then, like that's—it's just been my goal since for a while now. Since I raced the 450 class all year last year, I wanted to do the same thing this year, but I wanted to be just closer to being a main event guy, really. And that's just—I don't know—it's just I wanted to be in the 450 mains. It's just so much more iconic, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, right. So that's that's the goal that I okay. have now. That's—I mean—I think that's pretty admirable, you know. That the way I just said that, admirable. Uh, that's, that's really, yeah. <laughs> that's really, that's cool, man. Be, you know, that you're just, you have a goal and, and, you know, honestly you're in this sport, that's a lofty goal, but you know what you want and you certainly have the ability and, um, I'm, I mean, I'm proud of you for that. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's before I hang up the boots, I want to say I made a few 450 mains there and, you go. and I was in the, uh, like actually, I don't know, talk in the most prestigious class you could release and I was a main event guy so I think to look back on that when I was older when I'm older it would be really really cool so saying that are you I guess two questions here are you planning on riding outdoors uh I don't think so because I haven't oh yeah we haven't touched on this yet but I haven't <laughs> um I'm supposed to have another surgery oh, okay. on, the, on the on the 27th but it's probably going to get pushed back again because it keeps getting pushed back. But, yeah. Um, so my injury, I, I tore my patella tendon and my ACL. And when they went in there, the MRI looked like the patella tendon was it was definitely torn almost all the way across, but they thought it still had some pieces, some threads like hanging on. And when they got in there, it was just completely destroyed all the way across, and it had it was actually more of a major surgery than they planned on it being. Jeez. And it was only supposed to take two hours, and it took like almost three and a half just for the patella. And um, so then my doctor told me we're gonna have to wait to do the ACL, let the patella kind of heal up a little bit, let you get some strength back in the patella, and then go in for your ACL. And unfortunately, that surgery just keeps getting kind of pushed back. Yeah, yeah. With every, I was gonna ask you how you're dealing with everything going on, and if you're prepared to try to get back on a bike, but clearly you still got a, a, a road to recovery ahead of you. Yeah, I got, I got a long while. So, um, it's, I don't know. Like I, I've debated people tell me, like my dad's telling me, you don't need an ACL, you know, just that old school <laughs> mentality. Yeah. Kind of. 
No, I got and, mine done. Do it. Yeah, and and I know people race without ACLs all the time. Like I'm sure there's quite a few pros that are racing with no ACLs right now. But if I've already got, gotten part of it fixed, I just think, well, I want to go ahead and just get everything taken care of. Well, real quick, before I get to my second question, I've got one mm-hmm. knee that has been done and one knee that hasn't been done and get it yeah. done because it, it just tightens everything up, makes it last longer. And my next question is with you still with the goals you have a racing and very attainable goals for someone with your skills, how do you balance that with your racing, your training, and then also running, trying to run a privateer race team? Uh, well, see, like it, it's funny how it all fell into place because like, when I got through is kind of when, um, the little amateur race team started up and then um so i had i had some time on my hands obviously because i've been hurt so um it's definitely going to be more interesting whenever i start riding again and training i mean i've been training off the bike but um whenever i do start riding more heavily and start really prepping for myself to still kind of do the race team stuff but i think i should be able to uh prior towards uh, prior towards my time and like get everything handled yeah. throughout the day. Awesome. So, well, man, we're going to yeah. wrap this thing up here in a second. I do want to ask you, you know, how, how are you surprised at all at how well Curran did uh, this year so far? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I saw it coming. Yeah. I, I've seen, like, Curran and I have raced against each other for so long and I've, I've always known how fast it was. And, um, like there's no doubt. Like that was, I've, I've obviously given a lot of advice this the past couple of years since he turned pro, really, and since he started racing people's and like we've been right beside each other the whole time. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I've, I've helped him quite a bit, and that was the goal going into this year the whole time. I even gave him the advice that he should probably race the 450 first because there's no doubt that he's he should be a 250 main event guy with his speed, and if he can kind of get consistent on the 450 and work out some of those bugs at the beginning of the year, then he should right away. And we were calling, I was, I was calling the whole time first round. I know it was stacked on the East coast, but he got so much experience on the 450 class that I was like, dude, you, I was putting it in his head. Like you got this main <laughs> event, like no problem. Yeah. You're a top 15 guy without a doubt with your speed. Like you definitely have it. So, um, I saw it coming all along and I think he can, the sky's the limit for him. He can just Next keep time- going up and, Next time you have an insight huh. like that, you need to let us know for our fantasy. No, I picked Curran. Dude. Yeah, I picked him. I would have let I would have let everyone know. I I even talked to you uh, like uh, on um, at Tampa. We did press day. I was hurt, but I was there. Yeah, with Curran and um, in case one and Zane, they were. It was the first press day, and I I like went out of my way to like talk to uh, Daniel and uh, Steve and. And even uh, Will Christian, I was like, right. hey, like, this is this is Kern. He was out there riding. I was like, like keep an eye on this kid. Like, That's awesome. He's, he's going to be he's gonna be main of a guy, so make sure you throw out all South Auto Sports in there whenever he makes a main, you know. Kind of yeah. playing a little bit of a team manager role for all South. Too. Look at you. Like See, the next TPJ. You, he's going to be the next TPJ. <laughs> That's, that is definitely Van's future. We, we see this coming. All right, man, before we let you yeah. go, how's the married life? Oh, that's awesome. I'm watching my wife right now walk my dog out. And a lot of at-home time. <laughs> I, what? 
a lot of at home time right now. Yeah, for sure. I've been just self quarantining, but yeah, it's been it's been alright for me because I can just go uh, train kids at this little private track that I run, and uh, we keep it under ten people and kind of maintain our distance. And I'm still staying really busy with training kids, and she's still working because their job's essential. And um, not much has changed for us over here, really. I mean, yeah. we're doing good. We're just spending a little bit more time inside, so it's been it's been really. It's been pretty fun, honestly. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you, and uh, man, hope to see you soon somewhere. You know, you need to. Kern came up to Athens yeah. a couple times, man. You need to yeah, we... come up with him one of these days. Yeah, I need to see if I could bring my little group up there. Yeah, put some motors in for sure. Well, if you do, let us know, and we'll try to get out there, and we'll uh, we'll stay six feet apart and talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for having me on a bunch. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Van. Thanks, buddy. All right, All right. see ya. All right, Van Martin, always uh, a great interview. Also, um, good show, man. I mean, yeah. a few uh, few issues with cell phone signals, but with that's just up, technology but... these days. Uh, but I think that's a wrap for 159, unless you got anything. Nope, that's it. Um, nothing else? Nothing on YouTube? No questions? Anything before we go? Not, not right now. Everybody's talking two-stroke stuff, of course. Two-strokes. Two-strokes are awesome. Um, okay. Uh, the this stuff's can't last long. This this coronavirus. If you think okay. about it, it hasn't really been that long. I think it's going to be over. I heard him talking on the news, so I think we'll be racing sooner than everybody thinks, and we'll hope so. forget about this. So yeah, I hope so. Well, uh, TJ, appreciate that. I hate the fact that your job let you go temporarily, laid you off. But whatever. you're glad I'm here. But I'm glad I really am. And you know, stop recording because I don't want anybody to hear this. Oh, but I am glad that you're here. Oh, you make it easier. Um, it's, I know I post. I like that. the YouTube stuff. Uh, yeah, so appreciate you being here. Congratulations to Preston Rose and his son for winning the Fly Kinetic Mesh Youth Gear. That's right. Um, thanks to Grant Langston, Michael Moseman, Van Martin. Thanks to our sponsors, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Williams Motorworks, a Cherubies, X Brand Goggles. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, Works Wheels and Mods and Extreme Colors. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's a wrap for uh, episode 159. Tomorrow night, Pulpamex wrap up show with Cade Clayson and uh, James Schuster, I think is the last name from Vertex Pistons. And yeah, check that out, guys. So, uh, download it, listen to it, tell Mathis you love it, even if you don't do it for me anyway. Uh, that's a wrap. We're out of here. See ya.